scientists to figure out why. Beginning in the 1980s, though, scientists began to use supercomputers to simulate global climate in the geological past. The basic approach is if you really understand the physics and chemistry of the climate system, you should be able to predict past climate by knowing continental positions and other basic information. These early computer simulations were way off the climate that we had reconstructed using fossils. They produced large areas of sub-freezing temperatures in the middles of the continents in the winters and very cold poles. So we knew something was wrong. Either we didn't understand the climate, we didn't understand the fossils, or we didn't understand either. This made for a terrific debate. A lot of arguments, paleontologists telling modelers they weren't paying any attention to the long-standing information from fossils, modelers telling paleontologists they didn't understand anything about climate, and of course both camps were partly right. More important, it made a lot of people wonder if the climate models have trouble with the past, how good are they at projecting the future? And personally, it began to dawn on me that maybe studying fossils was more relevant than I had realized. The past was a testing ground for our understanding of how the planet works. Now, 25 years later, computer simulations and fossil re reconstructions agree much better because we've realized that CO2 levels in the air were higher back then and because the models are better at simulating the effects of clouds on climate and also because we've improved our climate estimates based on fossils. Slowly but surely, the big, complex picture of the climates of the past has begun to come into focus. And as Dr. Wing and others begin to discover different ways to use this knowledge to understand our present and our future, they're finding that a particular event that happened almost 60 million years ago could give us huge insights into one of our most pressing global problems today. Now here's another reason that the long ago past has become more important to our future. It's a newly discovered chapter in the history of our planet. Chemical analyses of fossils from the beginning of the Eocene epoch 56 million years ago have shown there was a huge release of carbon into the ocean and atmosphere, and it coincided with global warming of about 12 degrees Fahrenheit. Does that sound familiar? And it all happened in a few thousand years. We call this the Paleocene-Eocene Thermal Maximum, or PETM for short. Just prior to the PTM, climate had been warming slowly, probably from release of carbon dioxide by volcanic activity in the North Atlantic. Things wouldn't have been so bad if the slow warming hadn't warmed ocean bottom methane deposits, releasing them to the atmosphere. This doubled the amount of carbon in the atmosphere in a couple of millennia, warming the climate more. And the warmer climate led to warmer soils. The warmer soils led to faster decay of plant matter, which then released even more CO2 to the atmosphere. With these successive additions of carbon to the atmosphere and the slow rate at which it's removed by geological processes, the PETM lasted 100,000 years. During that time, there were dramatic consequences for ecosystems. There was acidification of the ocean and extinction of some deep sea species. And the Arctic warmed so much that plants and animals could move between the northern continents. And the consequences of these biological invasions are felt to this day. This is when horses, the first horses, and our ancestors, the earliest primates, first became widely distributed on the northern continents. During the PETM, there were also massive die-offs of local populations of plants in places like the Bighorn Basin. And vegetation changed from something 
like what you would see around Charleston, South Carolina today, to something more like what you would see in dry tropical Mexico. Again, the implications of the past for the future are pretty clear. More CO2 in the atmosphere means a warmer climate. It means acidification of the ocean, and the warmer climate causes plants and animals to have to shift where they live or go extinct. And it takes tens of thousands of years to clear a large release of carbon from the atmosphere. Not only do we know that there has been another time in the history of our planet where there was a massive increase of carbon in the atmosphere, we can actually study the effect that this had on the different ecosystems from that time, using a combination of fossil records and supercomputers. Apply this to what's happening to the climate right now, and we get a startling look at our possible future. But of course, there is a major difference in these two scenarios. Today, we're the ones changing the amount of CO2 in the atmosphere. In the last hundred years,